sermon that you're about to hear is from Pastor Paul Borman at Hope Lutheran Church, located in Tigard, Oregon. For more information and for more content, go to hopeintigard.com. We've been taking on this epic sermon series, walking week by week through the entire gospel of Matthew, and we have arrived here at Holy Week. Jesus does so much. He teaches so much during this week, and this is how he begins it. He rides into Jerusalem as king. I'll ask you to please stand for the gospel reading. We'll read Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt tied by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated. I don't want this to be a normal Sunday. And I, I hope you'll take that in the best possible way here. I, I don't want this to be a, a normal Sunday, you know, that we can fall into that rhythm. We come and we sing and we hear and then we go home and, and we don't take anything home with us. I want this to be a special Palm Sunday, a Sunday that, that changes our hearts, that shapes our minds, that transforms the way that we see Jesus, our King. I want this to be a, a special Palm Sunday. Even though I know that the, that the story we heard may seem a little bit normal. I'm saying that maybe in a little bit of a literary fashion. We can plot the points of this story. You know, we start with the background. We, we know that the background of this story is that Jesus and his disciples are going to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. They're making this pilgrimage along with thousands of other people. You get a little bit, uh, the next plot point, you get a little bit more plot complication when Jesus needs a ride. And then you keep going, you keep going, you rise, you're supposed to rise to the, the climax, there's supposed to be tension that grows, there's no tension that grows here. In fact, everything kind of goes really well in this story. 
Jesus tells the disciples where to find the donkey. They find it exactly how it was supposed to be. And then he rides into Jerusalem, and the people of the city start praising. They say, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It seems like everything is just perfect here. It seems like there's no villain, no foe, no antagonist to fight against. It seems like the people are finally getting it. This is who Jesus is. This is what he's for. It seems like this is a normal story. Maybe you can kind of sense that there's danger in the background, though. Maybe you know the rest of the passion history well enough to know that there is huge danger coming. Maybe you can remember back to the beginning of the sermon series, the last time that King Jesus was announced in Jerusalem, back when he was a baby. The whole city was stirred up just like it was this time. And do you remember what followed? You know what Herod did? There was an assassination attempt. So maybe you can sense that there is danger in the background here, that there is danger in the background of the story, even though throughout this whole church service so far, we've watched the children proceed with their branches. We've sung songs that say, Ride on, King Jesus. Ride on in majesty. We, we join with the crowds in proclaiming Jesus as the Son of David. But I don't want to have a normal Sunday today. A normal Sunday where we come and we praise and then we hear and then we go home and, and we lose it. I, I want you to see your king today. Matthew wants you to see your king today. And he wants you to see two things about your king. One, that he is sovereign. And two, he is gentle. See your sovereign king. See your gentle king. Jesus is sovereign. When I use that term, I use it kind of in the technical way. You know, when we speak of a sovereign, we're talking about a king or a queen. And that sovereign person is sovereign, and, and, and the benefits of being sovereign are that they have knowledge that no one else has. And they have authority that no one else has. They are sovereign. Matthew says, see your king. Jesus is sovereign. How sovereign is he? He sent two disciples ahead of him. He told them what to do, he told them how to do it, and he told them when to do it. He is sovereign. He has that authority, and he has that knowledge. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew where the donkey was going to be. He knew that someone was going to speak to them about it, and he told them what to say. Jesus has authority. He has knowledge. Jesus is sovereign. But now I want to show you why Jesus being sovereign is so good for us. Jesus knows. We don't. You know, we'd love to think that we understand what's going on in our lives. We'd love to think that we understand what's going on in the world. We'd love to think that we understand the present tense. 
that I understand what's going on in my life right at this very moment, but we can't. Only Jesus can. There are so many details happening in the present that we cannot possibly gather them all together and make sense of them in the present tense. We can't do that. Only Jesus can. There are so many things going on in the world, in world politics, in world economics. We can't possibly understand the present. We can't understand the past either. Only Jesus can. We can maybe do a little bit better with the past because we have time to study it, but can anyone in the world, do you think anyone in the world really understands where COVID came from and wh how it blew up and why things happened the way that it did? Do you think anyone really understands that? I think only Jesus does. We can't understand our past, our present, much less the future. There are so many variables that go into it. I don't know what I'm having for lunch today. I won't know what I'm having for lunch until two minutes before I'm having lunch. That's how literal I understand about the future. Much less can I predict my mode of transportation like Jesus did. Jesus is Lord of the past, present, and future, and he showed that to us in this text. He is Lord of the past. That prophecy from Zechariah that we read, it was made 600 years before Jesus. And Jesus knew that this was the exact right moment to fulfill that prophecy. Jesus is Lord of the past. He is also Lord of the present. He knew all of the details that were happening in the present tense in the world. He knew exactly where that donkey was going to be tied. And Jesus is Lord of the future. He knew that someone was going to ask a question. And he gave them the words to, t to say. And it came true exactly as he said. Jesus is Lord of the past. He is Lord of the present. He owns the future. He knows. See, that's what makes him a perfect sovereign. See, he understands exactly what needed to be done to save us. And he had all the authority in heaven and on earth to carry it out. Now, let's apply that. I want to bring the fact of Jesus' sovereignty into our lives here. My dad has this saying. He says that Jesus never white-knuckles it. Maybe you understand that phrase. When you white-knuckle something, you're not sure that your plan is going to work out. Jesus never white-knuckles it. He never gets anxious about whether or not the plans that he puts into place are going to be worked out. He knows. So how does that apply to our lives? I'm going to be a little bit facetious here, and I'm going to talk about the donkey. This donkey was an unbroken beast of burden. Hadn't been trained to carry a person. My, my cousin back in Wisconsin, he handles horses and he handles donkeys, and so he told me, like he gave me insight into this, and he said, that's strange that an untrained animal carried someone through a crowd of screaming people and did not bolt and did not buck. And he gave me this insight too. He said, horses, donkeys, they're like emotional sponges. They adapt to the emotions of the rider. They understand that if the rider is nervous, the horse is going to be nervous. 
If the rider is excited, the horse is going to be excited. If the rider is calm and confident, the horse will be calm and confident. So again, how does this go into our lives? I want to ask you this question to consider. What happens if it's Jesus in the saddle for us? What happens if it's sovereign Jesus who knows everything that needs to be done for us and has all the authority to carry it out? What if it's Jesus in the saddle of our lives? Maybe to help you think that through, we can look at what if it's not Jesus in the saddle of our lives? No, what if it's world leaders that are in the saddle of our lives? What if it's world economics that has an impact on our lives? What if it's ourselves that are, that's in the saddle of our lives? What then? Then each news article that we read and each piece of news that we hear and each piece of bad news that we receive about ourselves, we're going to be bucking. Nostrils flared, bolting. But if it's Jesus in the saddle, right? What I want to share with you today is that Jesus is in the saddle for you. And he is sovereign. He knows everything that needs to be done. He has the authority to carry it out. And he has taken the reins. Or to put it in a different way, King Jesus has taken the reign for us. Don't miss that today. Jesus is your king. He is sovereign. And he is gentle. Don't miss that either. He's so much more gentle than you and I will ever know. You know, most of the people who went into Jerusalem that, on their pilgrimage to celebrate the Passover, they walked. Jesus rode. And he intentionally chose a donkey. He didn't ride in on a white stallion. He didn't, to borrow the phrase, ride in on his high horse. He rode in on a donkey to be close to us and to be near to us. He's gentle. I don't think I can overemphasize that fact to you. I think probably I need to be reminding you of that fact a lot more often. You might remember two weeks ago, we, we went through Matthew chapter 11, and, and Jesus was teaching us about unbelief. He talked about the children in the marketplace who, who played the happy tune, and the, and the children didn't want it, and they played the dirge, and the children didn't want it. And then what Jesus did is he invited us. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And then he said, Take my yoke upon yourself. My burden is light. And then he said, Learn from me because, and this is what he said. He said, This is what's at my core. I am gentle and humble. And I didn't understand what kind of impact that was going to have that reminder that Jesus is gentle. Later in the week, a, a dear soul reached out to me and said, Pastor, thank you for reminding me that Jesus is gentle. 
I had a hard week and I started being angry at God. I, I'm so glad to know that he is gentle for me. And then I had another dear soul reach out to me and say, Pastor, thank you for teaching me that Jesus is gentle and that he comes near to me. My whole life I thought that I needed to keep a distance from Jesus because of my sin. But now I know that Jesus is gentle. And he'll never nail me to the wall because of my sin. And I can come near him. I had no idea the impact that that would have that, that people would know that Jesus is gentle. And, and now I get to reflect that God has given me another text where I can remember, remind God's people that Jesus is gentle. This is your Jesus who loves to have little children climb up on his, on his lap and pull on his beard. And this is Jesus who was so humbled to have a prostitute come in and wipe his feet with her tears. And this is Jesus who is gentle, so gentle, that when he shows himself as king, he rides in on a donkey. Now it's a donkey. You can't not approach someone on a donkey. There's no way you can feel like you're not enough to talk to someone sitting on a donkey. And you can't feel like you're too dirty to talk to someone on a donkey, right? And you can't feel like you're too low to come to someone on a donkey. This is what Jesus does. When he chose to come into Jerusalem, this was the moment that he first allowed people to see him as king. And he showed them what kind of king he is. Gentle. Humble. Riding in on a donkey. Jesus is not a sovereign who is far off Jesus is a sovereign who gets off his throne, humbles himself, and sits on the back of a donkey to come near to us. You can look at, at this story with the eyes of faith, and you can see what Jesus is doing. He's coming to you on the back of a beast of burden so that he can take your burdens and take them to the cross. And you can look even closer with the eyes of faith and you can see even more closely how he's going to do that. See, we remember that Jesus is sovereign. He knows what's going to happen. He's not going into Jerusalem to fight or to flee. He's going into Jerusalem to lose. He rides into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey in order to die. To take your sins on himself, to take them to the cross, and then to assure you that they are gone forever. This is your king. I don't want this to be a normal Sunday. 
I want this to be a, a special Palm Sunday. A Sunday where we walk out of here with, with hearts that are transformed, with hearts that are shaped so that we can see our King for who He is. He is sovereign. He knows exactly what needed to be done to save us from our sins. He is sovereign. He had all of the authority in heaven and on earth to do it, and he is gentle. Which means that he has the heart to do it for you. And he has. So now I know that each one of you has many things weighing on your hearts. All of us do. But I want to suggest to you that the more that Jesus and his gospel weighs in your heart, the less weight you will carry with you. And the more that Jesus and his cross and his resurrection fill your heart, the less your heart will be able to be filled with fear and doubt and longing and worry and hurt and anxiety. See your king today. He comes to you humble and gentle, riding on the back of a donkey to save you from your sins. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the one in the saddle of our lives. You are the one who takes the rein for us. You are our king. You have the heart, the knowledge, the authority to rule for us. Lord, open our eyes to see you as our king, to quiet our hearts so that we will not be afraid, but that we may live under your hand and sing Hosanna. Amen.